Welcome to The Vital Podcast, where church revitalization is vitally important. Thanks for tuning in for proven and practical resources to help lead your church toward the fullness God has for them. This is a show where we not only come alongside to motivate you on your leadership journey, we give you tactical strategies to implement on your way to church health and growth. And now here's your host, Canon Mark Eldridge. Hi, and thanks for listening into this vital podcast where we talk about all things church revitalization. In the first podcast that we recorded, you might have heard already, we um, it was kind of an introduction to this podcast and to what the vital podcast is all about and uh, all the various aspects of church revitalization that, that we'll be covering in this podcast. So this is sort of the first kind of official official podcasts and, and thinking about what where would be the best place to start uh, when we're talking church revitalization. Uh, it, it, it occurred to me, well, why don't I start at the beginning? Whenever, anytime that I, I teach revitalization, if I go to a church for a revive program that we're offering, or if I'm speaking somewhere on revitalization, uh, it, it always starts with the same thing, which is there is no revitalization without renewal. Uh, and so renewal and starting at that first place seemed like a good place to start uh, with this with this uh, today's podcast. And in addition to that, it just occurred to me. I mean, I talked to so many of you out there, so many church leaders, clergy and lay who um, just, you know, dealing with the last couple of years. And it just here's the thing. Leading church in general is hard. Right. I mean, it's just it's just hard. There's good days and bad good stuff that happens. But there's a lot of just it's just a grind sometimes uh, revital leading church revitalization is hard in general. I mean, that's, that's on top of just regular ministry. Revitalization leadership is hard. And then uh, you add to that what we've been dealing with the last two years, all the all the challenges with covid and the crisis management and ups and downs and figuring things out and just sort of dealing with the 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 tyranny, the urgent, and not really being able to think about where we're going next. And, and so it's just been, it's been challenging. I've talked to lots of, lots of you out there who have all, in addition to just, you know, have maybe lost people over the, over the, um, you know, it's COVID and they, they haven't come back now that things are back, opening back up. They just found that watching online is, is, is easier to just feel like I can check that off my box that I've got, went to church and, listened in and um, don't have to actually show up and, you know, things like that that's happening out there. But there's also, um, I know, I know people who have lost people in the church over political issues, either you're, they, you know, people think you're too conservative or not conservative enough or whatever it is. And so you, you know, there's people mad and left. So it's just, I just hear a lot of stories out there of just folks in, in leadership right now that are, that are beat down. Um, and and it, 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 I get it. So so all I have to say is it seemed like a good place to start uh, with this podcast off with the first topic of revitalization was that first principle idea of there is no revitalization without renewal. We all could use renewal and we could all use renewal all the time. So let's talk about it. So so when, I, when we talk about church renewal, when it comes to church revitalization, We actually, in the Revive seminar, we talk about there's five renewals uh, that a church needs to go through for there to be, you know, for revitalization to happen. And, and we go through the, the five of this personal renewal, relational renewal, missional renewal. Those three will lead to the fourth, which is structural renewal, uh, which is as the church is healthy and grows, you need to adapt and, uh, 
renew structures to sustain the growth. And then ultimately what we all want is the fifth renewal, which is cultural renewal, where the, the, the community around us, the society around us, the culture is transformed with the kingdom of God, the gospel of the kingdom of God um, transforming the world around us. So that's that's the eventual goal, and that's what we're all working for. But none of those, the structural renewal and cultural renewals, they don't happen without the, the first three being solidly in place in a church, which is a personal renewal of, of, of the, the leaders of the church and, and, and the members of the church, everybody, relational renewal, love for one another in the community, and then missional renewal, which uh, a, a real renewal of, of love for the lost outside of the church. And so anyway, we, we'll go through, I'll cover those, hit on those topics um, in these podcasts. Um, uh, but today I want to just lean into that that first renewal, the personal renewal, uh, because without that, none of the other renewals that will ever happen. And and I think based on what I was just saying in terms of how many of us are kind of feeling a little worn out sometimes and, you know, uh, based on all that's been going on. And again, maybe you're feeling great right now, which is great. But but just in general out there, I sense there's a lot of like, whew, we're, we're tired. And, and then we're coming up on, you know, Advent and Christmas and planning for New Year's and all that stuff. So uh, let's just lean into this personal renewal we, uh, today and what that looks like and how much we need that. For me, when I think about personal renewal and needing to stay renewed in my own personal relationship with Jesus and my walk with him and in order to be able to do the do the things he's called me to do, I, my my mind always goes to that, that family prayer. If you're, in the prayer book, there's the, the family prayer uh, that's like little short daily devotionals um, that are in the new prayer book. It's on page 67, in the 29 prayer book. But I, I just, you know, years ago in a different prayer book, I kind of used that as the formation of my, my daily devotion, my quiet time. I would kind of use that formula and read some scriptures and pray. But I just, I, I pretty much most days I'll, part of my morning quiet time is reviewing that portion of Psalm 51 from that family prayer, which which as I memorize it this way is create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Give me the joy of your saving help again and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. That that version is a little different from the current the twenty nine prayer book, but but I think in that in that you know that portion of Psalm fifty one it just has everything that I, I think we need in terms of uh, being able to keep ourselves renewed personally in the Lord in order to lead our churches and the lead uh, lead revitalization. Uh, the 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 idea that that we create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us that I need a renewed spirit within me um, all the time. And and I, I looked up the word renew uh, the definition a while back, and one of the definitions is to restore and replenish. I like that. I need I need to restore uh, the the right spirit within me. I need to be replenished with a right spirit within me. I need uh, I constantly need to to have that replenished in me, creating me a clean heart every day. Lord, give me the right spirit, the right mindset, the right attitude uh, in in Him. And then the cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Uh, just to me, that's simply it's just the my desperate need uh, uh, or to be dependent on the, the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in me, uh, that, that I, I 
I can't do anything, uh, you know, ministry wise, at least and, and church leadership wise and revitalization wise, um, apart from his presence, you know, I can't do life in general well without the presence uh, of the Holy Spirit. I can't take not your Holy Spirit from me. I, I, I'm desperate, God, for the Holy Spirit to be to be in me and to be working through me. Uh, you've probably all had, uh, um, I'd imagine, if not, this is a, a little idea for you, but I'm sure you've all heard of the idea of having a, a life verse somewhere along the line in your Christian walk. Someone said, you should have a life verse. Uh, uh, pick a verse. And, and I, you know, I have several verses that I, I look to, but one for, you know, decades now um, that I've kind of leaned on as a as a life verse is John 15, 5, um, which says, remain in Jesus said, remain in me, and if if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's the idea I think about when I think about uh, take not your Holy Spirit from me. It's just um, apart from apart from Jesus and His the Holy Spirit's presence and power in me, I can't do anything. I mean, I'm certainly, I'm not going to be the husband I'm, I want to be, the father I want to be, the human I want to be is certainly not the leader uh, that I need to be for for a church to, to be healthy and to grow and to fulfill its mission in our times. It just, apart from him, I, I, I can do nothing. However, if I remain in him and he and me bear much fruit, praise the Lord, that's what we want, right? It's what you want as a leader in your church. You want as much fruit. And I think that I always think of fruit. You You can disagree with me, email me. Uh, if you if you want to push back on this, but I, I when I think about the much fruit, I, I think two kinds of fruit. I think there's certainly the fruits of the spirit. It's uh, it's the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self control. That that comes out of remaining in Him, which we need in general and and certainly to lead churches. Um, but also there's the there's the fruit of 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 a ministry of seeing lives changed and. Uh, people saved and made disciples, and that that kind of fruit of of, of growth and in, in our ministries, I think, is is a, also comes from remaining in Him too. So anyway, the the just that we we're dependent on Him, and then the the, the other thing. Oh, then he talks about it. I love that the in the version I memorized, it says, uh, "Give me the joy of Your saving help again." I love that idea uh, of uh, I just need that joy of my saving help. And I'm not suggesting like we, you, but you know, that when you first saved, we're supposed to like be like, just like that, you know, our whole lives, we, we grow up and we, we um, become mature certainly in our faith. And, but, but I mean, remembering back, I don't, do you remember when you were first saved? Do you remember the joy of, of your salvation that I, and you first sort of were born again and, and the spirit came into you and you thought, I mean, just, just like everything changed. Um, uh, if, if you've had them, you know, we all have different testimonies. I, for me, I, I grew up, I grew up in the Episcopal church and, um, uh, faithful as you could be. And I went to, I, I went to church just about every Sunday, active in youth group. I led youth retreats. I was a camp counselor at the church camp. I college, I was the youth leader at my church, uh, Episcopal Church, and I mean, just you couldn't have been really much more involved in church as I was growing up. Uh, yet, in the, in the midst of all that, I had no idea that I was a sinner. I had no idea that Jesus died for my sins, and uh, anything really about the Holy Spirit coming into me. It was just the Holy Spirit had you know one line in the Nicene Creed. But the point is, I so I didn't know, and so I I, I 
was very religious, but I didn't have that relationship. And so when I was introduced, when I someone offered to pray with me the sinner's prayer, and I prayed and asked Jesus, I admitted I was a sinner and asked Jesus to forgive me and come into my life. And immediately that that change happened. That you know, there's I didn't even know what what happened. I couldn't have told you about enough about the Holy Spirit to know His presence came into me. But the point is, I was like. Wow, this is awesome, right? This is something's different, and this is great, and I, and I, you know, never been the same since. And so, but that joy, and so that's just something that I, praying this, you know, that call, uh, family prayer prayer in Psalm fifty one is just. I want to keep that passion, that joy, uh, for Jesus in my life. I don't want to just get, you know, lukewarm about it, as he talks about in in uh, Revelation. I want to remain uh, on fire hot so to speak in my passion and love for jesus to 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 be able to do the you know if i'm not passionate about him why am i going to tell anybody else about him if i'm not passionate about him how would i lead a church to be passionate about him and to spread the kingdom and the community around me and anyway just that joy keeping that joy fresh so so anyway that's just just some thoughts that that from my experience and but I don't know how 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 is your joy is the question how, how are you doing it keeping that joy of your salvation? Sometimes I I worry about like this whole idea of you know being passionate for Jesus and being in you know operating the power of the Holy Spirit it doesn't sometimes maybe sound very proper for us Anglicans. We don't really talk about about that. It's uh, I don't know why. I mean that's probably silly on my part, but but just just somehow it's maybe sounds too. Um, you know, other denominations like to, but, but I, I, I if, if you're any concern that just talking about being passionate for Jesus and, and having that joy of salvation and operating in the power of the spirit to do this work that God's called us to, um, if you're concerned, that's not Anglican. I just want to direct you to, um, that collect for mission that's in the, in our uh, morning prayer service. It's on page twenty four of the the twenty nine prayer book, but and I'm sure you know it. But I just I just love this prayer, and so it's another prayer that I I look to when I think about kind of that personal renewal and needing that that uh, joy of the Lord and that fire to to be real in me if I'm going to lead the church in revitalization. And anyway, so so you know this prayer. I'm going to read it to you anyway, though. Um, but uh, it's it's prayer, prayer for mission. It's the first one. It says, Almighty and everlasting God who alone works great marvels. Send down upon your our clergy and the congregations committed to their charge. Okay, so to send send down, Lord, to, to all of us leaders in the church, clergy and lay, and, and all the members of the church, everybody, everybody in our local churches. Um, the life-giving spirit of your grace, we need desperate for the spirit, shower them with the continual dew of your blessing, and listen to this, Ignite in them a zealous love of your gospel through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Ignite in us, God, a zealous love for your gospel. And that's what I'm talking about with personal renewal. So is that how, how are you doing? And we desperately need, if we're going to lead revitalization as leaders, we have to have in us a, 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 a zealous love for the gospel ourselves if we're going to lead others in this. And I like that idea, you know, the ignite in us, just fire us up, put us on fire, keep us on fire, Jesus, with, uh, with zeal for your gospel, for your kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven, in our lives, in our churches, and in the communities around us. May your go- the kingdom come and your gospel spread. Uh, keep us on fire for that. We need that. 
And I love the word zeal. Um, it's not a word. I, I never really thought about the word zeal much. I don't know. Have you ever thought much about zeal? It's kind of a word that maybe we don't use as much as they used to back in the old days or something, but, but it's a great word, a zealous love. I, I looked it up uh, a couple of years ago, uh, def, def, definition of it. And part of the definition I thought was great. It says zeal is enthusiastic diligence, enthusiastic diligence. And when I read that enthusiastic diligence, I thought, boy, there's nothing more needed for church revitalization than zeal, right? It, 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 you need diligence for sure to lead a church in revitalization. It's not a quick process. I, I always like to say there's, there's no quick fixes. There's no silver bullets. It takes time. That idea of long faithfulness in the same direction of church health and doing the, the, the leading and the, all the different principles of church health over a long time will lead to revitalization. So revitalization certainly takes diligence, but I, I like the zeal idea of enthusiastic diligence. It's not just this mundane grind of gotta do this hard work of leading my church and revitalization and oh misery and you know it's a horrible work. It's no, it, we I mean it is hard, but but with that we need that zeal that that fire of enthusiastic diligence. We're, we we gotta keep doing this. We gotta keep doing whatever it takes, one day after the next, after the next, after the next, with Jesus, uh, to see our church healthy, to see our churches healthy, to see uh, His kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, to see uh, lives changed and and people converted to Christ and disciples made and and uh, all the stuff that that we want to see happen in our churches enthusiastic diligence. Okay, anyway, so all that to say, I'm just sort of giving you thoughts out of my brain, uh, passing them on to you. But the question I have and, uh, for, for today's podcast is, is how are you doing with, with all of this uh, today? How are you doing uh, with your own personal renewal as you try to lead your church? Whether you're a lay person, a clergy person, whatever, whatever your role is in your church, how are you doing with with uh, your own personal renewal, with the reliance on the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in your life, um, with having that that joy uh, of the Lord, uh, the, the joy of your salvation, and just that that passion for for how who He is and how good He is and and how how much He's done in your life and is doing in your life is that is that a, a real thing or is that kind of like eh, kind of faded away? Maybe settled into that revelation idea of luke lukewarm as opposed to being on fire. And what about zeal? Do you have an enthusiastic diligence for the work he's called you to do? Um, so anyway, just if, if, you, if all that's, you're just fired up, great. I hope you're encouraged today and keep, stay fired up. But if you're, if you're feeling a little bit like, you know, I need, to, I need to get that fire back in my belly. I need to have my heart reignited with a zealous love for the gospel. I need to be more dependent on the Holy Spirit and stop trying to, kind of work on my own strength and my own power because I'm wearing myself out. Uh, I just want to give you a three, three quick, uh, quick thoughts, and then I'll, I'll wrap this up. Um, and uh, if you listen to this podcast and ongoing, I'm sure I'll talk about this. And if you've ever heard me talk before, you might, might've heard me talk about uh, my involvement with Celebrate Recovery, which is, a, you know, the primary ministry we, we did in my last church where we, you know, to, to, reach the lost and bring them in and make disciples. And at any rate, so I learned a lot through that, but, but it's a Christ-centered 12-step program, an eight, 
uh, it's got eight principles of requir- recovery. But anyway, the point is I learned in that the, the, the first three steps of the 12 steps are often summarized with a simple statement, which is, was this, I can't, God can, I think I'll let him. And I think that, that even though that's a 12-step concept for addiction recovery, I think it's very applicable to trying to lead church revitalization, <laughs> to get to the place where you go, I can't do this. God can, through me, I think I'll let him. Uh, and so, so I want to leave you with that. Uh, the, the first step would be, I admit that, that, that you can't lead your church on your own power and your, your own know-how. You, I mean, obviously you're skilled and talented and, um, got gifts and all those things, but, but just admit that you're powerless to do the work of revitalization on your own strength. Um, and that you that you just can't apart from him, which you were never meant to anyway. And then the second step would be believe that, that God really does love you. Don't doubt that for a second. That He loves you and he has called you to this, this important work of revitalizing your church, church leadership. And, and he's not called you 20, 30 years ago. He called you now. He's called you to, to lead now in these challenging times. And, and he's, he's with you. He wants to together uh, with you, together lead your church in health and growth for the gospel's sake. And then the third step would be to commit to letting him help you. Uh, and doing doing church leadership with him to lead your church together and and, and obviously you you know this I'm not telling anything you don't know but it just it's through keeping up with our, your basic spiritual disciplines and keeping your prayer life good and your quiet times good your devotional life uh, consistent and good and getting coaching and mentoring as needed worshiping the Lord not just leading worship but really worshiping the Lord and loving him with all your heart and receiving love from him. Staying dependent on him uh, and his Holy Spirit, uh, keeping that fire going, just letting your passion for Jesus be so real that it, it's going to overflow from, from out of your heart uh, into the people you lead, which will then lead into the streets around your church. Well, anyway, uh, that, that, of course, will lead to the other renewals of relational and missional, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll talk about those on, on future part, podcasts. Well, God bless you. Uh, I just want to encourage you out there. Uh, keep up the heart. Keep up the good work. Keep being dependent on Jesus. Uh, with him together, you can lead your church to health and, and growth again uh, or to keep it going if it's going well. Uh, so God bless you. Uh, praying for you out there. And I look forward to talking to you on our next podcast. You've been listening to The Vital Podcast, a podcast of Anglican Revitalization Ministries, a division of the American Anglican Council. Be sure to share this podcast with other Anglican pastors and lay leaders who are also on the journey to church health. For more information on Anglican Revitalization Ministries and all it has to offer, be sure to visit www.churchrevive.org.